Unchained Rock Show, All Talk with Steve Harrison. You're listening to the Unchained Rock Show with me, Steve Harrison. Here we are, Birmingham Academy, uh, and I'm with the one and only... Too many superlatives indeed for the two shred masters in front of me, <laughs> Angel Vivaldi, Andy James. How you doing, guys? Yeah, good. Great. Good. Great. So, um, uh, so just starting out on uh, oh, a reasonably extended tour through the UK and, uh, and Europe. Yeah. Uh, first couple of nights, how have they gone? Uh, great, yeah. Um, Cardiff was the first show. Um, I mean that that was quite cool for me because it was almost like doing a, a home show. I mean I'm not from Wales, but yeah. I've got um, sort of extended family and friends that live there, and they all came out to the show and stuff. Because my girlfriend's from Bridgend, so it's not yeah. far from Cardiff. So uh, yeah, that was a, that was a, definitely a good vibe that show, you know, to kick it all off and everything. Because um, we're doing like rolling headlines as well. We're sort of doing vice versa. So yeah. it was it was my start I guess and then you did last night yeah yeah. so how was last night for you oh, <laughs> oh it's like the interview through a proxy <laughs> yeah the first shows were absolutely incredible uh, it's my first time ever out of you know the United States yeah. and Canada so it's been a you know just seeing everything that's so different it's definitely been inspiring and um, you know the fans have been very warm yeah you know because uh, I've been doing this since 2004 yeah. so even just earlier I had a VIP who's been listening to me for like nine, eight years. Yeah. Right? So it's uh you know they've definitely been anxious for me to come out. So it's been incredible, such yeah. a privilege to be out here. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you talk about like it's your first time over here to sort of the UK, and I assume the rest of Europe as well. Like. Oh, yes, absolutely. Yeah. So um, what was the catalyst, and why so long then? Uh, well, I think uh, being honest with where your career is at, you know. Um, so even in the states, I waited eleven years before I toured. Yeah. I never was really. Um, wanting to tour to be honest you know um, I sort of I really just do it for the fans you know I kind of, it's like missionary work for me <laughs> you know just like, <laughs> Indeed, yeah. uh, there's no yeah. real there's no financial need to do it it's very stressful yeah. it's a lot of work you know um, but the more that I do it it's just oh it's incredible you know yes. just as Look people in the eyes and say thank you. Yes. Instead of just sending it in an email, you know, it's much more. Well, it's like the internet, internet in real life, isn't it? You realize yeah, yeah. Yeah. there's someone on the other end of a view or a or a you know an album purchase or something like that. Mm-hmm. But, uh, oh, I think with the number of views that you've got between you, yeah, I think you can pretty much guarantee that there's definitely somebody on at the end of it that wants. To <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I, I think because it's so scattered throughout the world, it, I suppose like you know going because for touring for me has always been a thing that I've put off and put off and put off yeah. because I just have this kind of nightmare scenario playing out in my head all the time that I just think no one's going to turn up and, you know just because you've got views it might just yeah, be people absolutely. that hate you yeah. like four million times in a row <laughs> and, you, know, you just never really know but for me this is like the first time I've properly um, done this stuff with a live band because yeah. normally I've gone around and I mean I've done clinic tours and stuff yeah. you know so I've travelled doing this kind of music but I've never actually um, got a band together to go out and do a tour so this is like the first thing yes. for me like, yeah so I think it's going all right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Was that quite a decision for you then, Andy? So to do a, uh, the solo album, Exodus, just released earlier this year, and then think, okay, then I'm going to take it on tour. Because obviously, touring with bands previously, you know, currently with uh, Wearing Scars, mm. previously Sacred Mother Tongue, so yeah. a different approach to it for you as well? Yeah, well, I mean, the funny thing is, is like, Exodus wasn't really meant to be in existence at all. It yeah. was an album that just didn't, I didn't really anticipate writing. It was, it was a bunch of demos that came together for a, a Kemper Pack tone that I was doing for this Australian company called STL Times yeah. and um, I just kept I must have just had like a burst of writing because there's just songs after songs <laughs> after songs and then I realised that I had like a, an album of like 
I don't know, not, uh, eight or nine demos, with the exception of maybe one or two that are older songs. Yeah. Uh, and just kind of rework them um, after having the demos sitting there. And then I thought, well, actually, I'm going to sit and go through these properly and, you know, mix them and do them. So. Uh, and then I just had an album sitting there and then I uh, got to know this guy called George Valley who's like a, a manager he was the manager for Devil You Know so when right. Wearing Scars talked with them yes. I was in contact with him quite a bit yeah. and uh, he was saying you know it'd be really great if, if uh, you know we could do like a solo album and stuff like that and yeah. I was like well actually I've got one just sat there doing nothing because I hadn't planned on doing anything Yeah. so uh, I sent it to him and he really loved it and he hooked up a deal with uh, Urban Yeti Records and then the, suddenly this album that was never meant to be in existence kind of just grew some legs and finally yeah. got out there and then I've been on this agency for about a year that uh, Angel signed to as well and the tour came up and yeah. Yeah. You know, obviously I said yes and wanted to do it and yeah. here we are yeah absolutely but Angel yourself you've got um, uh, Synapse coming out in the next few weeks I yeah, yeah. It's creeping up on me absolutely yeah so and I've seen you on sort of your social media uh, you seem to put some significant effort in to say that there's no sort of you're not looking at a financial reward it's almost sort of a I suppose can we call it a pleasurable experience but yeah, the uh, yeah. painting of the studio yes tell yes. me a little bit about oh, that God. <laughs> it was um, well I noticed that the first few songs were like so black and white they were so different and um, I was like, how am I going to like fit this on a record tastefully, you know? And I love concept records. I've always yeah. been drawn to them. Like, I think the last three records I did were all concept records. And it just kind of snowballed. I mean, I wasn't really intending to do that, but I just had to examine myself. Because it takes me a long time to write, you know? Um, it takes me years. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of the songs have been working on for like four years yeah. on this record. Um, so I had to think of like, how can I constantly inspire myself? Yeah. You know? Um and yeah it's in just like the colors and the environment like what can I do to really change it up yeah and I'm really into interior design and the easiest way to change a room is to throw an accent wall so I mean I didn't it wasn't the entire studio it was just the one big wall which was enough <laughs> because it's like it's nine colors but it's 38 coats because yeah. it's black and purple so when you do purple you have to do a purple primer yeah red you have to do a pink primer so and it was sometimes I mean the red I did twice because the first time I did it it looked like shit it looked horrible <laughs> and it was distracting it yeah. was very distracting so I was like oh here we go and this video of me redoing the entire red you know but um Honestly, it was a matter of focusing, you yeah. know, because um, I can get very scatterbrained. I can very much easily, like, rear off to the left or to the right. Yeah. Having a red wall or a black wall in front of me is like, this is your intention. This is your intention. So when I found myself rearing off, I can go right back onto the track that I wanted to go on and really stay authentic to the to the concept for every neurotransmitter for yeah. every song. Yeah. So, uh, and just the workload itself was just like... You better get inspired, man, because you're doing this whole thing. And the other thing, too, is I'm, I'm really into videography, so I'm thinking of clever ways, clever shots, coloration, yeah. things like that, yeah. that can, um, that would suit the documentary. So, on top of writing and painting the studio, uh, I'm thinking of these really cool, like, where's the lighting, what lens do I want to use, and yeah. it was just, I'm glad it's over. Yeah. <laughs> So did you find that the colours sort of uh, inspired you, you know, sort of absolutely, was it really sort of tangible, the differences that they sort of moved and inspired you in, in terms are, of your writing? Yes, they're absolutely apparent. I mean, you know, denosine was blue, it's a very, it's like a lullaby, it's, yeah. it's one of the, it's for the sleeping molecules, so it's very, you know, soft and quiet and just very uh, um, ambient, and uh, adrenaline is exactly what you would think is like the red, and it's just 
full yeah. throttle, one hundred percent, the yeah. whole way, and it's exhausting to play it. I almost put that in the set, and I was like, "There's no way." Yeah, it's amazing actually. When the adrenaline does kick in, how much slower the songs seem, right? Like, in rehearsal, right. and how fast they go through them. Like the songs, done. Yeah, there's yeah. a couple of songs in my set. One of them uh, being the opening track, Hurricane, which. Yeah, in rehearsal, just felt like it was going by at a million miles an hour. When the yeah. adrenaline kicks in, it actually feels quite slow. So now, mm-hmm. when I'm starting the set, I'm playing slightly faster than I should be. Yeah, yeah. Indeed. Now, uh, uh, just a, a couple more uh, questions for you. Now, in terms of, um, I suppose, instrumental guitarists, you know, you've both sort of been built in sort of across media as, you know, the sort of modern elite guitarists, etc. whatever sort of phrase, shredmeister, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know, whatever sort of pigeonhole it is. Mm-hmm. Now, in terms of um, instrumental guitarists sort of breaking through to the more mainstream, obviously we've seen over the decades the likes of, you know, Joe Santriani, Steve Vai, etc., etc. But we've also seen other eminent guitarists, if you're into this, the guitar world, which I have been, because I'm that of an age back in the 80s and then <laughs> yeah, yeah. as well. Yeah. Yeah, we won't talk about my age. Um, <laughs> but you've got guitarists that, that are quite renowned that are, are in significant other bands. Mm. And I just wondered what your sort of aspirations are in terms of, is that is that an, oh, an aspiration? I mean, examples of like Nuno Betancourt with Rhiannon, oh, Greg, yeah. Greg Howe played with Justin Timberlake, yeah, yeah. Uh, in, and Neil Strauss, uh, Nate Strauss, touring with Alice Cooper mm-hmm. and I just wondered in terms of you know where you sort of see yourself what your aspirations are as sort of guitarist instrumentalist musicians mm-hmm. um, I don't know for me because I've got, I've been flitting sort of like between the solo thing and doing the yeah. band thing as well as you pointed out earlier um, which is kind of always something that's going to run in tandem yeah. um, with each other um, I guess I suppose at this point in time I'm putting a little bit more effort into my solo thing because yeah. I feel like you know I, I've probably turned my back on it more than I should have done over the time that I've been you know putting out albums yeah. teasing people with the prospect of maybe getting out on the road and doing yeah. something and then never doing anything yeah. so I think you know doing this now it's, it's inspired me to actually do more of that stuff right. Uh, but you know wearing scars we've got another album coming out next yeah. year and then yeah. you know, we'll be doing stuff like that as well so I don't know I feel like I've got both bases covered because I really like vocal music and I, I you know I'm getting back into the instrumental thing because I kind of lost my inspiration for it for right. a while yeah. um, which is kind of why I wasn't really going to do another solo album but this album for me just seems to have kind of reignited uh, a, a something and yeah. it's given me uh, an inspiration to follow a certain sound as well that I want to try and explore yeah um, so yeah it, it's all good I mean in terms of like being a guitar player for hire for uh, another thing I mean I don't know that's never really cropped up too much but I dare say if it ever did it would be worth considering yeah. I mean you know I'm pretty sure that the money wouldn't have been too shabby playing for me. <laughs> yeah. you know I mean? so, <laughs> I'm sure that has extreme a, as well yeah I'll do that as well yeah yeah, yeah, yeah I'm sure that has a part yeah. to play but you know I mean we've all got to kind of make a living as of well course. you know what I mean yeah. so I don't know whether because I know people would kind of look at that and go why well, are you selling out obviously because you know you get to do big shows and stuff like that and I think well, I don't know I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of fading out too because I think that even the audience since there's so much transparency between communication with the artists and uh, the fans yeah. that they understand that it's changing drastically yes, and yeah. they're less judgmental for that kind of stuff I think mm. that they're pretty open to it I mean yeah. for myself I'm very strong in my vision I'm very honest with myself yeah. in that regard but um, again, if it's the right gig, and I want to make sure that I'm happy above all, you know, I'm not going to try to do something for like 
you know, just for financial sake, it has to be a 50-50 thing because um, if I'm miserable, the art's going to suffer and I'm not going to really put my yeah. heart into anything that I'm doing. Yeah. So it would have to be something that is, um, you know, where the project's color of yellow matches my green and makes a beautiful green, blue rather, you know. It's, yeah. um, so it definitely has to be like a compatibility thing. But um, and myself too, I've done a band thing. I was in 40 Below Summer for a little while. Then I was in Vex with Tommy Vex. Um, and it was great. I think it's a matter of just having the group yeah. Again, like where they're red and they're orange and they're green and everything has a beautiful spectrum of complementing each other as yes. opposed to blending and making a really shitty brown. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, which is very easy. You know, I don't know if we can curse on here, but uh, I was bo- I was brought up by a marine, so it was like fuck shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, but um, but yeah, so I think that uh, but it's very difficult to find. You know, those people who are very like minded have the same drive and passion. Um, as you do and I think that's the most frustrating thing I think if you're yeah. in a situation where you're like you're kind of like picking up the slack a little bit yeah. you know it can get exhausting especially if you have your own other solo project yes you yeah. know so um, but yeah it definitely wouldn't be out of the question yeah indeed now uh, sort of final thing for me as well then really um, is um, you've both sort of worked with other I suppose, eminent guitarists there's, a, there's another superlative they just thrown in for good measure yeah, yeah. Uh, is still, I mean the likes obviously uh, Gus G mm-hmm. um, uh, Ollie Herbert as well yeah um, and uh, Rick Graham as well mm. uh, and you see that one, you know all sort of all three of you all, you two in particular as well sort of YouTube sensations just keep sucking them in there all day <laughs> well, is, there any, is there anybody that you think um, you still would like to work with or that you would have liked to work with that sort of no longer with us, as it were. I don't know. Do you want to go first? Angel, um, you, yeah. out of out of the realm of guitarists, uh, there's one of my favorite all-time musicians, uh, Jean-Luc Pani. He's a fusion violinist. He's played with Chick Corea, yeah. um, Return of Forever. Uh, I've had this thing where it's like. Uh, for my next record which is Way With Words which is all acoustic yeah. I'm really keen on having him do you know a solo over it yeah. I mean it's a lot of logistics and stuff but I mean he is just my god one of my biggest influences yeah. I mean like inspirations rather um, so yeah him and as far as guitarists I mean you know we did a song together so like Absolutely. that was definitely very I was elated to do that and then uh, on my record I have Gus G Nita Strauss Ollie Herbert which are Ollie Herbert in particular huge influence yeah. you know early on in like late 2000s when the whole yeah. new uh, wave of metalcore yeah, yeah, yeah. you know yeah. he's just so oh my god massively influential but um yeah I think I have my guitar spaces covered for right now oh, but good. just <laughs> getting out of that realm man I'm waiting for Jean-Luc Fani to do yeah. something like that you know but uh yeah Andy what about you then? I don't know. I think for me, if I could maybe uh, convince someone like John Petrucci to do a guest solo yeah, on something, yeah. that would be cool. I think I'm, I think cool. I'm getting closer to that. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, well, you got to jam with him, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, he asked me to do his camp a few weeks ago yes. in uh, New York, so that was yeah. cool. And um, you know, each little thing that happens like that, you feel like you kind of bonded a little bit closer to kind of going, oh, "I've got this song. Do you want to throw yeah. it?" <laughs> So yeah, I don't know. That would be uh, that would be definitely be a dream come true. So I don't know. Maybe that will happen. Indeed. And obviously working together as well and playing together throughout. We are. The we are. Yeah. Well. I mean, the song that we put out, which has had nearly three hundred thousand sales yes. in as many weeks, which is yeah. way over yeah. of, like what we expected, um, is actually uh, something that we're going to be doing live. Yeah. So uh, yeah, if you're about, we'll be oh, doing yeah. it later on. Yeah, please. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I don't come to, to a gig to have a chat and then leave. I'm, oh. That's it. First and foremost, uh, fan of music. I've been since 1980 was my first gig because I had an older brother. That's oh, right. Yeah. About. So yeah, I am of a certain age. But we won't talk about that. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. So I certainly look forward to uh, seeing uh, all the sets uh, later on uh, this evening as well, guys. Absolutely. Thanks very much for chatting to us. Thank you for having Thanks very much. Appreciate it. Good to see you again, Andy. Yeah, and Angel, much to meet you. Pleasure's all mine. Cheers. Cheers.